these no we're not now now we're live <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i'm an amateur it's been years and i'm still an amateur we're live here with uh carl emmers did i say that right that is correct right on so carl uh first of all i want to know where you're from and where you're at right now because i don't know like anything about you so originally i was actually born in texas uh lived there about half my life moved up to nevada about 12 years ago and now i'm living in like the reno area it's pretty nice it does a job working at woodward still and just enjoying it so far that's sweet i didn't know you worked at woodward <laughs> yeah i work at the tahoe facility uh, i work for boreal right now it's a pretty fun job honestly so that's it definitely off in the long run for the riding be able to like practice and kind of work a little bit at the same time no kidding yeah it seems like everybody who rides at woodward ends up like really really good or works at woodward they end yeah, up really good is probably one of my favorites um so obviously there's an elephant in the room here and uh a topic that had been in huge in bmx recently and um you've lived with it so if there's anything to say about this whole entire thing because I talked with Brian Fox and at the same time you and I were talking and we were talking about doing this and uh, to be totally honest like I didn't I don't know how to approach that part of the conversation you said you filmed a couple you filmed for a while to do a video update which you edited and it will be out eventually so like what's up well, I'm sure the question is, and I totally don't mind if anyone ever sees me, they can ask about it. I definitely took a pretty good crash at the triple challenge, and a handlebar went into my eye. I sustained quite a bit of damage, which includes I broke my tib, my fib, and got a lot of surgery on my ankle, including a rod going up my fibula and a whole bunch of plates, screws, all that good stuff. And then I shattered like this whole part of my face, the orbital cheekbone in my nose. I got three plates in my face and some like stuff to hold it all together. And then a couple of screws as well. And then the part everyone wants to know about is I did in fact lose my eye. I have one eye. If it's cool with you guys, I can show it real quick. I'm just like, up. That's totally your call, man. I'm not against it. I it is a little graphic. I'll make it kind of quick. It's not too bad. It looks normal-ish, but yeah, a little quick. Oh, and, a little bit to the left. There you go. Yeah. Okay. He's gone. Um, really isn't too bad. My depth perception is like a little off, so it's hard to explain. So basically, if I'm reaching for something, I might miss it by like that much. Yeah. Or I've done it a few times now. I'm pouring myself like just some water or something else, and, and uh. I'll miss the cup. Mm -hmm. uh, I have 20% less vision. Can't really see too far to the left, but it works. Wow, but, it's, yeah. it's crazy that it's only 20%. Yeah, it's it's the human body is pretty uh, impressive. It's gonna adapt eventually. I think it, your eyesight eventually widens a little bit. We're talking like 1% maybe, but wow. you start getting used to depth perception. Apparently over the next like, few months, it'll be completely normal. Like. At least what the doctor says. So far, I feel pretty good. I'm already like able to like fall from like the side and all this stuff, which I wasn't supposed to be able to do for like a couple months, I guess. And uh, 
lot of other things, but so far I haven't really seen any big issues. It's all been pretty much the same. The, literally the biggest thing holding me back is just not being able to walk. It is really, really boring. Yeah, dude, I can't even imagine, like, either side of that not being able to walk. Like, so do you think if your, your leg was okay, you'd be able to ride right now? The answer is yes. So as soon as my ankles uh, kind of healed up, right now I'm in physical therapy uh, doing some stuff like that to get me back up a little bit faster. But as soon as the ankle is healed, you ain't going to be able to ride the bike. I have an appointment coming up like next month for the eye. Uh, they're going to make sure everything's good, uh, make sure that other eye is good so it's not going blind, which I guess is a possibility. It's called sympathetic ophthalmia. Your brain gets really confused and just attacks your good eye and your bad eye. So it's a super crazy experience. So. But basically, I'm going to be able to ride completely normal. Um, obviously, besides a little bit of depth and uh, just looking left. But I don't really want to like put out anyone's name. But there's actually quite a few people in the like the high-end BMX area that are actually blind out of one eye. I don't want to call anyone out. It's not my space to talk. But people that would surprise you with how good they are at riding have no vision in one of their eyes. Wow. And I promise you, if you heard the names, it would just blow you away to know that. Uh, my only is I did get unlucky with the sense of I spin left and uh. I lost my yeah well i mean being that it's only 20 percent of your vision like it'll be like a little bit less i would imagine i mean i don't know but i think it's publicly out there that albert mercado is blind in one eye i, I think that not, one's public not know about that one but yeah that's that's another one like you there are some shredders out there that you just don't know they're missing like something yeah so you fully intend on riding and keeping on with riding and everything absolutely um i want to get back to the same level i'm pretty sure i'll be able to just fine mm -hmm. um be some slight adjustments which is how i do certain things yeah I, I don't think i'm expected to really fall back on anything yeah that's awesome that's really awesome that's like so I mean, yeah, dude, that's amazing. Sounds like your leg is, like, holding you back more than an eye. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty, I mean, that's amazing. That's I wouldn't have expected that. It's great to hear. Um, so so how, are, how are you handling it? Are you good? 100% honest. Um, you know, when I was in the hospital, everything was like, super strange it was just like super positive i was stoked on it um there was one hard moment of like doctors came in and kind of said okay here's the deal you're either taking that thing out or keeping it and there was a whole bunch of things that kind of went into that with them explaining if you keep it this happens mm -hmm. if you get rid of it here's some positives here's some negatives and a uh, whole bunch of stuff like that when that conversation came i had like a, a solid day of just like oh holy crud this is rough and then I had my fiance by my side and she helped me so much. We just talked about it, all this good stuff and it helped a lot. The hardest part about that was doctors can't tell you what you should do, which is kind of sad because mm. I've never really wanted that until this one situation. I kind of wanted them to say, you should take it out. But they were so like, they didn't even hint towards either side of the situation. So it made it even harder to just fully 
have to do everything on my own. Dude, I mean, it's not like you've encountered this situation or anything like it before. Like, you're sitting there and having this doctor like, I can't tell you one way or the other, but this is literally going to impact the rest of your life. Like, yeah. that's what a doctor, like, that's what you're for. That's what I'm going to be paying for. <laughs> super, super strange experience. But, wow. um, other than that, right when the eye got taken out, in beforehand, the day before, um, the day of, super positive. I was still, I was still stoked. I was ready to go. Everything was so great. Um, the amount of just DMs, messages, everything like that was just, honestly, that was, that was huge for it. It made me feel super supported and just, ready to kind of get back out there get going uh, i came out felt fine in the hospital there is definitely a lot of pain that went into the, some of the stuff in the hospital with losing your eye and reconstructive surgery on the face and a whole bunch of other stuff like that but i get home and it was like the third day at home finally and then it kind of hit me because i started like looking in the mirror like actually looking in the mirror like seeing photos was like this is sick and for some reason looking in the mirror like definitely hit me way differently than I expected it to. It kind of got me into like, oh crap, this is this is really gone. I am not getting this back. So, kind of put me in a funk for like probably a week, maybe a week and a half of like, just this weird spot of not knowing how to deal with it, kind of just almost isolating myself, not really talking to anyone besides like people in the house, stuff like that. But, just recently feel like I just snapped out of it, maybe like few days maybe it was a week yeah, i don't know just had this like revelation moment of like what am i doing let's get back to it and there's a gentleman his name's andy actually i don't even know where he's from but he lost his eye uh, he's a skateboarder and i was kind of like facetiming i'm doing all this other stuff with him he helped me out so much throughout the whole process and kind of just guided me through it uh whether it be like him taking out his own eye and being like hey this is kind of what it's like it's not so bad and just kind of goofing off and He's one of the main reasons I came out of the funk. Um, you know, my kids, my family, stuff like that, did a huge part of it as well. So That's amazing. I've been carrying on pretty well at this point and uh, just kind of playing the waiting game until I can get back on the bike and have some fun. And sadly, I have to re rebuild the bike because mine decided to absolutely destroy itself. Man, yeah. I can only imagine on a crash like that where you're – with it's that gnarly but dude that is that's amazing i mean you reached back out to me because we had talked originally and like you had mentioned that you'd be willing to do one of these and i'm like dude like when you said that i was like oh my god like no <laughs> no pressure like i'm not trying to push any of that and then you hit me back up a few days ago i was like dude you've got to be one of the most positive people i've ever encountered in my life I, I really appreciate it. I actually was like, I think the main reason I reached out is because I was watching the Brian, uh, Brian Fox's mm -hmm. one. Awesome. Kind of enjoying it. And then something was said about the jumps being too big. And I was like, oh, no, I hope what I did didn't like affect anything. So I just, and that, that kind of like triggered a little thing in my head of like, oh, no, I can't. I don't want that to be out there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people did say that about the jumps I, I don't know that it was because of you I, I mean I think that you had a crazy freak accident and people reacted to that in a way that they like naturally would in a situation like similar to when that kid tried to jump them and like totally folded himself on the landing yeah but fun story about that <laughs> just put it out there real quick 
before he dropped in, there's two people on top of the roller, and this kid's like just panicking. Me and my buddy Mark Rubio are standing at the top of this roll, and this kid's like freaking out. We're like, dude, you got this. Just commit. And he's like, okay, we got it. He drops in, does not pump, and just. Oh, no. You watched it. I <laughs> felt so bad watching that, dude. Oh, was... God. Ah, that was one of the gnarlier ones. Uh, but, I mean, how did you feel about the jumps? The funnest thing I have ever ridden in my life are those jumps right there like blast are they too big i don't know i mean it's up to you i guess i don't think so I mean, if you're gonna go to a contest you're gonna sign a waiver people want to see a lot of airtime is the best way to put it bmx when you go to like events the reason we get paid for stuff like that is literally because bmx is a show mm-hmm. if no one's interested in it it's not gonna work what's a good way to make it interesting make it big yeah. Rider comfortable with it, which I, I'm pretty sure like 95% of the people there riding it are comfortable with it. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, I really don't think they're too big. I think they're really a great size. They're fun. It lets you cut loose a little bit. And if you're not comfortable doing certain tricks on them, don't do them. I made a huge mistake. Um, my it's something weird happened when I was going off the lip in the last one, but things happen. Um, one crash isn't gonna change anything. It's a bummer because I got a lot of DMs like a few days after saying like, "Hey, I DM'd a whole bunch of people saying these jumps are too big, and I I think I got a hold of the right people." And I was like, "Oh, dude, I, I like had to respond like, dude, please don't do that. The jumps are perfect." It's, it was just weird to have so much like I get they were just trying to support, but they it felt like they were doing it the wrong way, just trying to like attack people instead of like understanding that I messed up, made a mistake, fell. That's the whole story on that one. Yeah, and like on on a trick like what you were trying, there's just zero room for any type of outside variable to go wrong, whether it's you and the input you're giving to the bike or something just happening in general. But Brian and I pretty much chalked it up, and I'm sure you heard to like, it's the rider's decision if the jumps are too big. And if it is too big for some people, it's not for other people. And if you're scared to ride those jumps don't ride nobody's forcing you to do it like it's it's totally up to the riders and not the people watching if there's people willing to participate then it means they're not too big yeah i i agree to like everything you said about that and then there was the fact of due to her dirt and x games dirt brian has ridden like i don't know if he's young at old enough to have ridden due to our dirt but he rode x games dirt and he said it wasn't it was this like the same size jumps yeah yeah so so that being said you're you're gonna keep riding and you as soon as you're back able to with your leg uh the question comes up is the 1440 still on your mind absolutely um my biggest thing is always when I get back on the bike, uh, I'm going to have to practice it and make sure that, like, I can spot still. Yeah. For most of the trick, I can kind of spot. I spot it, like, three times throughout the trick, my landing, and then that's it. But I don't know exactly how it's going to feel now. Mm-hmm. I've, I've landed one to dirt, but I don't know how it's going to feel to actually try another one. So, absolutely, it's on my mind. I want to do it again so bad. The time frame of it, that one I can't really give an answer to. So. Right. But absolutely, I do want to do that trick again. And I 
right before I got hurt, I was actually pushing really hard for uh, the 18. I was starting to land them just wheels down in the foam pit, and I was just DMing X Games. That one is definitely on my mind as well. I really want that. So if everything works out, like, hopefully uh, get something from X Games and get on big air and try an 18. Spinning um, is a blast. Eight? Wait, is that that's five? Yeah. <laughs> what? You were getting those around? Yeah, uh, foam pit. Foam pit. So it doesn't even count. Resi doesn't count, foam pit, all that stuff. But foam pit, I, I, yeah, I was landing them pretty consistently, just Dude, straight. My head hurts thinking about spinning that fast. Uh, Ryan Williams, uh, I don't know if I can say Ryan Williams can spin faster. That I will say. So let's talk about the 1440. Like, how does this even become a thing? Like, do you, have you always just done like sevens and it was nothing? Or did you decide one day, like, I want to do a 1440? Watching Mike Spinner do a 1080 was like the coolest thing in the world to me. And one of my first tricks I did was like a 360, you know, after the usual like tire grab and one handers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But obsessed with spins from that point. And then I learned sevens kind of quick. So at that point, I, I would be to do a 14 only because I watched Todd Main try them to Resi for a bit. And I was like, that is so sick. I always thought it'd be like the coolest thing ever to try to be the first one, and I was like, there's no way because it's already like this big hunt, everyone wants it kind of thing. So, but always wanted to do a 14 ever since watching Todd May just try one. It was amazing to watch. Is that the one that there's like a clip that went around on a Resi a long, long time ago? Long, yeah. That, you're probably thinking of the one there's like three people standing to his side and he's just spinning so fast yeah I feel like I remember that and that was like so many years ago and then to think like you were you're the first person to do it right no one ever did it before you I did it to dirt it was a huge thing saying like uh, people done it to Resi uh, I know uh, for that fact, doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter yeah so <laughs> but credit no I, I there's one thing I do want to say Nikolai did do it on a mountain bike, which I think is gnarlier. That that is insane. That it was even, especially that it was done first on a mountain yeah. bike. That's crazy. But uh, from my knowledge, I think I was the first to do it to a real landing. And I mean, um, DJs and BMX bikes, they they can be two different firsts. Like, obviously, there will always be the first person who ever did a fourteen forty. But I think like if you compare that to like snowboarding, I mean, how many spins are they doing in it? it that rate like snowboarding is so outrageous that it that's how i get a gauge for i feel like how outside people feel when they're watching bmx because you hear the announcing for snowboarding and they're like the 1660 double whatever mick thingy mabomber <laughs> and he's like the underwear the triple cork 16 or something like that which is three flips and one and a half spins or something like that and it's just like yeah that, that's insane to me like what so yes Nikolai might have done it on a DJ but you did it on a BMX bike so wow to think that there was that many years between Todd and that video clip coming out who do you who else do you know of that is like trying to push to land it At the moment, I don't really know. Landeros gave him a few tries. I'm pretty sure Brian Fox tried him. Oh, 
I'm going to go awful. I don't remember. Someone did try to piece for best trick, and I'm just drawing a blank on it right now. I feel like I might remember that. And it might have been Fox, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure either. It might have been Brian Fox, actually. I think it was, if but I'm... I don't want I want to be wrong and then get roasted. Right, this is the internet. You're not allowed yeah. to be wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay, so uh, before we get too far outside of, like, the whole realm of the talking about the accident and everything, is there, uh, is there any type of, like, length on, like, if your leg was okay right now, would the doctor, like, tell you wait this long before you should ride again for your eye oh no my so i'm not really gonna say the date of the appointment but at this point i i'm if my foot was okay i'm able to kind of like just i could jump down my stairs i could goof off my house a lot harder he said from what he said my eye is pretty much good at this point to kind of resume everyday activity i'm wearing this just to like to breathe isn't getting it because my brain is a lot more exposed at this point with not having some nerves back there. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, yeah, so I'm not really too sure. I'm kind of waiting to go 100% until I get my, like, my prosthesis because that's going to really fill the hole. Right. Get back there. But if my leg was good, yeah, I, I could go to the skate park and just go ride it. That's, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty cool, dude. Like, the fact that it's it's such a quick thing i mean you like i said earlier it's like your ankle and leg are holding you back more than than that uh my buddy sponge i asked he's like my my go-to for questions about things i asked him some things maybe that we could talk about too so i'm like going through the list there um is has there been any like positive things that you found have come out of this um Oh, man, this is a really weird one to say, but when you get something, you're always like, oh, hold up. I got to go on a Okay. I still hear you. You're good. Okay. Uh, but when you get into something, you're always so like, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to do. And for me, it probably took me until like maybe two years ago to realize, you know, what? I just want to like kind of push other people and most people around me like are pretty well known that I, I'm I push everyone. I love to like mm -hmm. progress, have fun, stuff like that, and almost be like the reason of inspiring someone to do something. So after I got hurt when I was in the hospital, just seeing a lot of like the messages of like, dude, you inspired me to do this trick, it DM me and like I got like hundreds of DMs of like this is the reason I learned this trick, stuff like that, and I was like, Holy no way. So the biggest positive for me literally was just like realizing I have done more than I thought towards what I want to do. It was really cool to realize that like I did do something. Really stoked to get that out of it. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it too, the second you get back on your bike and keep riding and keep pushing forward, it becomes a whole nother level of that for everyone who's watching. And I, I do appreciate hearing that. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I cannot express how excited I am to just pedal down my street. So, yeah, man, that's that's gonna be good. Um, so you mentioned that you talked to the skateboarder who had similar thing, uh, and you've heard about a bunch of other BMX riders. Have you looked into like 
anything else with that. I know the, the thing I was thinking about too that comes to mind is like, have you ever heard of Michael Bisping, the UFC fighter? Did he has one heck of a story? Let me tell you. Yeah, I I, uh, I know who Michael Bisping is. So like he was fighting like legit, you know, top tier UFC guys where like you you don't know what's coming, like. I don't know. I felt like if he could do that and like have no idea that when a punch is coming from what direction other than what he can see, like I feel like you riding when you do is going to be great. I think it's going to be a lot easier than getting into a cage with somebody else. Right? Like no. And just you know, on the Mike Bisman thing, the fact that he was able to go get his eye like his vision checked out and somehow passed missing an eye that's a pretty cool story yeah I feel like I don't want to be wrong here about that too but I feel like he might have even fought for like the title before whenever his eye was like messed up I know that he almost went blind good after he lost his eye though and that's what made him tired crazy so I mean there's there's people like that out there who are just gotta be inspirational too in the skateboarder oh, absolutely Absolutely. Bisman was kind of the reasons of like, oh, I can take a slam. You can take like 30 punches to the head. I can take a slam again. Yeah. Yeah. I've always said like, there's not very many people that can punch harder than concrete when you hit it from falling really high up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so I feel like we kind of covered the accident stuff pretty well. What about like, you're pretty like underground as far as riding goes until the 1440. I feel like. You, you weren't like super mainstream where like everybody knew what was going on so like talk a little bit about getting into bmx and and riding and stuff so my getting into bmx story is a very simple quick story it's me and my buddies lived on a golf course and we all had bikes i had a crappy little like mountain bike uh, just horrible uh, walmart bike they had one of them had a bmx bike the other had like this horrible uh, BMX bike from like Walmart, and they said, "Let's go ride at the golf course." And I was like, "Oh, dude, heck yeah, high school, let's do that." Mm. And uh, this was here, uh, sophomore or junior year of high school, one of the two. And my buddy jumps one of the the grass bumps on the golf course, like near the bunker, and yeah. I was like, "This is it. This is what I want." And I started trying it. I couldn't do it. I just like pick up my front wheel and then fall. And uh, at that point, I was like, "Oh, sick!" And I looked up his bike, which is a GT. Started seeing people that rode for him. And then I got really into Aaron Ross, really into Tom Dugan. And then just like, that's what solidified, like, this is what I'm doing. And I got a horrible Walmart BMX bike for like a solid like eight months and then moved on to a felt. That's literally how I got into BMX was just riding a golf course on a grass hill with a couple of my buddies. And <laughs> I bet there's not very many other people that have that story. No, I have a very plain out of the way story I feel like but that's, that's all it took it was a really cool thing just to look at yeah dude so when when would that have been what year would that have been um I was 16 2016 no whoa 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 way off way off I was 16. 2011 2011 <laughs> five yeah, years not, different so oh you're 27 I'm 28 so you started at 16 in 2011 to 
11 years to try the, to get the 1440. That sounds like a pretty good progression rate there. Yeah, I thought that. And then you look at someone like the 11-year-olds and t- like Caden, um, like three whips, double whips. I'm like, dang, that's progression. That's, that's like a different thing. Like those kids that you see. There's that girl who rides for Colt Aubrey, I think her name is. She's doing X up 180s off of ledges, like X ride 180s off ledges and hard 180s out of feebles and stuff. And it's like, what the heck? So, so you, you, where'd you grow up riding again? I grew up in Carson city. Um, it's like an, it's my favorite skate park, but it is by far not the best skate park you ride. It is actually one of like the most mediocre parks with like the worst box jump in your life, but it has a box jump. Uh, but it's called James Lee Indian Hill skate park. It's South of Reno, like, minutes and that's literally I grew up riding which is riding my bike like five miles to the skate park right back and then uh, yeah so after school go straight there straight back and uh yeah that's funny that's like same for me I rode to the skate park every single day too like five miles to get there beg your parents to please take you they said "Ah, nope all right and you're off yeah my parents were just at work so it was like you can ride there we'll get pick you up uh, yeah. Huh. Uh. Man, I heard you were buddies with Chucky Co- Covey. 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 I love that guy. <laughs> Actually, I got hurt. I remember like looking up and just like being like, "Dude, I'm surrounded by all these people with phones." Like, oh my gosh, I wasn't like saying anything because I was I was out of it. Mm-hmm. But everything, which is so weird. But he comes up to me, "I love you, buddy," and just throws his jacket over me, and I was like, "Ooh, this is nice." <laughs> like that was it. I got to relax for a bit and was walking away out of the corner of my eye. I just see like 50 people lifting up this fence so I can get underneath to the ambulance. I'm like, cool. But Chucky is a, he is one of my favorite people to ride with because I have a huge thing of just, I am, when I'm in the right mood, which is surprisingly a lot, uh, but I am willing to just totally face to the ground take a digger and he's like one of the few other people I've met that are just so willing to fall but he I'm like willing I used to think I was willing to the point of like 9 or 10 like no one's ready to die like me mm. Chucky die okay <laughs> I've seen it in person yes <laughs> insane yeah it's like there's a switch that's flipped and just so, um, so where did you guys ride a lot at like how did you guys get to be friends I have met 60 to 70% of, like, my bike friends at Woodbridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. I. When did they build that? Oh, oh I'm going to get in trouble. I think somewhere around 2011. Really? Nope. It's that old? Somewhere around that time. I, I had no idea. I think I'm thinking of the Salt Lake City is that another Woodward that they just built? Um, Park City was built like two or three years ago, I think. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. And Riviera was built like two or three years ago also, maybe four. And they they closed down already, so. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Dang. So so what's the first thing you're going to do when you get back on your bike? Um, it depends what the strength is like. If the, the strength is good, I'll probably just 
try to do my normal stuff. But right now, there's a definite thing with my right leg of like, if you like, I still have my biker leg, my left leg, and then my right leg, like my calf is so just like, it just flops. It's so weird. Yeah, it's incredible how fast that the muscle just like degenerates or whatever it does, and you got to build it back up. Yeah, I don't think it'll take too long. I'm pretty sure I'll. I think I'll be fine. I've only been off the bike for like a little over a month, so I don't really see myself really struggling. The first thing I want to do is probably just a 360. Yeah. Honestly, the trick I look forward to doing the most because it's like the most satisfying trick in beating. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the recovery time on your leg? Ooh, kind of a tough call. They kind of told me like four to six months, but then you go to someone else that's not a doctor, like a physical therapist, and mm. he already had me kind of like walking with a crutch and doing something like that. He's saying you could probably go at it like like perfect. So what? yeah. So I'm going with him. Uh, by the way. Huge shout out to Andy Buckworth and uh, for getting me hooked up with a nice one. They're a full compression therapy. I have almost complete full movement in my ankle, and I've had it since like a week after I got home because of that machine. Insane. I have my ankle feels totally normal at this point, which is probably why I'm able to get back on the bike so fast. Because my biggest thing is really the bone breaking uh, because everything kind of, I guess, it broke pretty badly, but. A lot of my tendons got pretty messed up, including uh, my Achilles tendon. They had to like move it over to put a plate behind it, which so a lot of my things down there got messed up. But shout out Andy Buckworth. He has helped my recovery a ridiculous amount just by uh, helping me uh, get to know those guys. That is one thing that I think cannot be talked about enough is that when you have an injury in BMX or any sport and you intend to continue doing that thing, going to a doctor and just like having it be a random doctor who isn't like a sports doctor specialized to get you back to doing what you were doing before can be a huge mistake because I mean usually like you go to a normal doctor and you don't make any like anything known that you ride BMX or you do any other sport you're trying to be active they're they're just like trying to heal like get you to be back to a normal person they're not they're not trying to get you to be this like elite athlete which no matter what anyone wants to say like any bmx rider at a high level is like an elite athlete compared to a normal person and so like keeping that in mind and knowing that when you go into the doctor that you need to make sure you see the sports specialist who's going to get you back to what you were doing before could be the difference between doing it again and having to deal with pain trying to do it again yeah it was pretty weird because i remember being in the doctor just recently because i just had to get another x-ray on it to make sure everything's healing properly and uh the guy took all the x-rays all that stuff and he was saying yeah you're you're gonna be off for three to four months there's no chance play it safe and i never like i gave him this look of like no no i get it but you're gonna be off for a while and then just walking into physical therapy then like all right let's get you walking and i was like oh crap okay cool and yeah, he he kind of like helped me for a second, and then he just he just backed off off me. He's like, "All right, yep, just walk." And then I'm just, I'm on the crutch walking, and I was like, "I have this boot on," but it was a pretty cool thing because he's he pointed us to it, and he's like, "Okay, next week we're bring a regular shoe. We're uh, we're gonna do some stuff." And I was like, "Oh, okay, well, 
sure. So he's he is pushing me hard, which is pretty cool. So that's like the reason I'm kind of sticking with uh, that physical therapist instead of like some of the others I've been recommended. So. Yeah. Wow. That's man. That's really awesome. That's. It seems like it's all like best case scenario. Yeah. No. Honestly, I got I got so lucky through everything that happened. I really got extremely lucky. The people I was surrounded by and just how things happen. The fibula snapped in half, but it snapped so clean that, like, all they had to do was throw the rod up there and uh, make it work. And then now we're just waiting for it to bridge. It's strengthened, but now we have to wait for the – it's still, like, split, but we're waiting for it to bridge bridge together and uh, get there. So Are you... That's kind of the last part of the healing I'm waiting for, which is probably should be pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, I – like, what? Like, the bones got to grow back together. That's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing that the human body can even do that. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, man. Uh, I love to hear like how positive you're being, how good a scenario it is. You're gonna get back on your bike. It's and then just everything seems good. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's hard to complain. I've honestly through this injury, I've gotten a lot more positive than negative, and it, it took me a bit to see that, uh, but. I definitely got a lot more positive than I did thank you through this crash. Yeah, I mean, it would be so easy for someone to have all these things happen and then just, like, quit, just be done, you know? Like, and you are the exact opposite of that. And and I think you already realize, like, how many people will see the example you're giving and just, like, I... I'll go to the skate park and I might like fall and be like oh and I'm like well I mean at least I didn't break my fucking leg <laughs> like I, can, I don't have to wait six months to ride or you know it, it could always be worse and I think you're really giving such a good example to people to be positive I, I really can't Scotty for a huge example went through like one of the worst crashes in all of BMX and there he is he's still pushing he's still riding his bike positive that anyone I've seen so and I, I met him once just at Swamp Fest a few years ago mm-hmm. and just just walking by him super positive just happy and it wasn't just like I'm getting close to him and start smiling down this like dirt road I see him and he's just smiling he's just yeah. kind of walking and looking around at the end and then like he kind of sees me he's like oh the face doesn't change he's still super happy he's like what up dude and that's it but it it's hard to like not be positive and see someone that went through what he did and he still has like the biggest smile on his face absolutely i mean aiken just posted that video like last week or whatever it was on the anniversary of him crashing where like you see this video where he was it's like it, it looked similar to scotty where like he's relearning how to use his body it seemed i don't know too much about it because like that happened right when i started riding but then he went from that to being like six months later mike was like riding his bike and then he does an up rail <laughs> it's like you go from that to an up whoa it's it's so cool bmx is the best thing ever bro it's the best thing you can get yeah dude um so what are you doing in your your downtime uh not too much mainly just kind of physical therapy on my own on the ankle just like icing stretching doing some like workouts with it and 
you know, the kids, the family, some friends when they come over, and a lot of Xbox. A lot. <laughs> what are you playing? Uh, a lot of Elden Ring lately, so. Can you just give me, like, the rundown on what that is? Because I have no idea. I've seen it talked about. Oh, man. It's like a mixture of Skyrim. Okay. That's the absolute difficulty of Dark Souls. It is, like, the hardest game. It is so tough for me. I suck at games, but, So, yeah. is it related to Skyrim at all? I don't think so. I think it's literally Dark... I think it's the next Dark Souls is literally what it is. Gotcha. I've only played Skyrim a little bit, so... Yeah, I saw people freaking out about it and everything, and, like, isn't the guy's name who's on it for helping do it, like, the Lord of the Rings guy or something? I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know either. Like, I play... Very (laughs) different. I play Rocket League and Warzone. That's it. I suck at Warzone, and I really suck at Rocket League, so... (laughs) I... I have this thing where I just like get obsessed and Warzone became an obsession then now Rocket League is the obsession yeah Warzone was my obsession for quite a while but then I put like every like 200 so it was like and then it turned into just goofing off really dumb stuff yeah well I'm glad that you have Xbox to pass the time with oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's funny man now, while the kids in school, I, I get to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you uh, still like, when are you going back to work? Um. So that isn't quite there. I will be starting some like at home work uh, coming here soon. Luckily, uh, I'm in a good position with my work, and uh, they've been helping out a lot, uh, kind of helping me financially through this whole thing. And uh, wow, they, they've done a lot. That's amazing too. Oh, it's the question. Um, it looks like probably like a month and a half, maybe. Yeah. But that'd be like the latest. It feels like right now. I'm literally waiting on. This one actually does hold me back. Is the eye? Um, driving with one eye. We don't know the exact process yet. There's a chance I might have to take some driver's classes to like prove that I can still drive with binocular vision or something like that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so it's whenever we kind of get cleared that I can drive a car. It yeah. seems like it doesn't happen until my appointment. Right, that makes sense. So, so what I I know you said earlier what you did at Woodward, but like you did detail like what actually do you, are you doing there? So at first I was like one of the BMX coaches. Now uh, I help run big operations, I'm like the assistant manager over there uh, for Boreal though. So over at Woodward, but I'm at the building right next to it, which is Boreal. Uh, it's all owned by Powder Corporation, all the Woodwards. Yeah, but I just do, like, base operations. You do which, what? It's base operations, so basically, like, front of house and, like, kind of, like, all the and stuff like that. Four. Gotcha. Every... <laughs> the, no. You know, you cut out. Every, everything you said was like, uh, 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 so I didn't hear... Uh, first impressions. That's a good way to put it. Is first impressions is kind of what I do in a sense of just cleanliness, um, mate, not maintenance, but somewhat. I see, dude. I can't imagine just working being at Woodward. Is it like, is that one in like the city? Like, where is that in relation? Um, do you know where Tahoe is? 
Literally Tahoe? I don't know anything. Uh, it's Lake I Tahoe. I can Google it. Oh, no worries. It's Sacramento. Think of an hour and a half from Sacramento. Alright. Fran- it is two and a half hours from San Francisco. Uh, just straight east. I'm, I'm just going to Google it and pull up the map. <laughs> Boreal Mountain. So it's literally like up a mountain. There's no city near there or anything. You have to drive to it. Yeah, it, it it averages like twenty to thirty feet of snow. It is a what? lot. Of yeah, it's a ski resort, so there's a lot. And then there's a building for all the uh, the Woodward stuff, like the ramp and whatnot. How far do you live from there? I live fifty minutes. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite the hike. Yeah, it's not too bad once you're used to it. Um, love what you do, so it's kind of hard to argue with that. Right. And they've literally done, that company's done so much for me, and uh, they've helped me out in so many ways that it's hard to explain stuff. Yeah, that's that's the thing, man. It's so hard to find a, a job for, a, for anything, like company, people, whatever it might be, that is that supportive in general. So that's the kind of thing. I, it's, I can see why you'd want to hold on to it. Yeah. Plus, that let me get a lot of time off for going to content. So it's also hard to argue that one, which I just kind of started doing. <laughs> Do you see yourself competing again if the riding's there? If I really want to make it to the next triple stop, which is like April, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, so. Bro. But I'm going to Woodward West for the, uh, the, the month on April. Bro, that's like two weeks. When's the con? <laughs> I think it's like mid-April. I don't think I'll be able to make that one, sadly. I don't think I'll be quite healed up enough, so I'll, I'll have to pass on that. But I, I want to go to contest as soon as I'm like back to full strength. Hell yeah, dude. I love this. I love how positive and how stoked you are. It's just, it's, it's fun to talk to people who are this psyched. You know what I mean? Dude, bikes are sick. That's all I can say. Bikes are literally the sickest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just uh, posted this thing yesterday because I was thinking about how, like, I don't know what it's like to quit something when it's hard or it takes a lot to do it or it takes a lot of attempts. Like, no matter what it is. And and it's because of BMX. Like, 270 over-ice lawnmower on a spine? Stuff like that. Like, just... That, that's insane. Watching you do stuff like that is insane to me. Thank you. But I mean, even just like in life stuff, like learning how to do like certain video editing or a picture I want to make or something like that. Like I was thinking about it and thinking just, man, there's people out there who would pull up a video on how to do something that they think might be cool. And Oh, I'm not going to do that. But because of BMX, I'm sure you're the exact same way. Like you just don't give up on something that you want to do because it's hard. And because of BMX, most of us can relate with this mindset of just, yeah, it's hard, and yeah, it might take a lot of tries. Yeah, I might fall and hurt myself on the ground, but I, I'm not quitting until I'm successful. Yeah, my biggest thing of it is, like, how I look at it is, no matter the sport, you know, action sports mainly, uh, BMX, scooter, skate, dirt bike, whatever it is, when they land that new trick, 
who don't see that like you know you're at school you're at a public park you're at a store you don't see people freaking out of just excitement of joy and not being able to contain themselves of just how happy they are yeah but you will see that a couple times a day at a skate park of just like that you will not see that anywhere else of just like beyond ecstatic and not handling themselves properly because they're so stoked they just landed their first tail whip on a scooter yeah. or a, a flip whip on a bike or something like that it's just like no matter the level of it it's like that excitement you're not going to really find that anywhere else to that level that many times Bro. It's the uncontainable stoke that uh, I think Drew Bazanson talked about. But you're 100% right. And like when you think about it in comparison to to other things that people do, it's it's crazy the level of like just intensity above that it is. Like, yeah, you, you can make like 10 three-pointers in a row and somebody be like, oh, yeah, cool, it's awesome, and their buddies might pat them on the back or something. But, like, most people aren't going to, like, lose their mind because of something like that. And I just, I'm just, I don't know, I'm thankful for BMX for, like, putting that mindset into people like our head because it translates outside of BMX, too, to everything. Yeah, I, I I'm sure every single person can think of that one trick they landed that like brought them to their knees, like almost crying, like holy crap, this was so cool, and just being tackled and being in pain because your friend just hurt you, but like still stoked. Yeah, that just yeah. reminded me of uh, this kid Huck from Ohio. He uh, he was six years old whenever they did that USA BMX thing at Woodward West last year, and he did a flip onto the resi because he wanted to be the youngest kid ever to do a flip on a BMX bike. He cried. Yes, when he that, and I was just when that happened, like he landed it, rolls away, and before he even gets back to the landing of the resi, he's crying with yeah. joy, and I'm just thinking, like, man, I can't even imagine being in a mindset where I'm like not desensitized to life and emotions and things because of life to where I land a trick and it's like you break down crying hysterically because you're so excited it is good life and that is exactly why I want to get back to it it is nothing beats that feeling it really I mean it's, it's hard to beat it really is yeah uh, we got a couple nice things in the chat here I want to shout out quick. James Wall said, Big Bad Carl Emmers, you're my idol, beast. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Mills Thrills MTB said, Hey, Carl, my part goes out to you, brother. Coming from a guy who's completely blind in one eye for 25 years and been riding BMX for 15 plus, stay hungry, man. You're a beast. It, and that that right there that's so sick i love that i've had i've had someone go reach out to me saying like dude i've been blind this long it's not bad i it doesn't affect me at all it's that's so sick in like that 15 years on a bike being blind that's dope and the fact that he's been blind longer and shows i'm gonna pick up an action sport right that's it it just goes to show like there's no holding you back and because i i never would have guessed that this many people like are in a similar situation riding BMX or doing an action sport at all 
never would have guessed. It it's so wild. And again, I really if it wasn't for just like kind of ruining someone's privacy or someone's life. Yeah, I get it. Don't for do you that. To find out like who like there's like two people I'm thinking of particularly. One that really blows my mind just because how good he is is just it's insane. It really is just wild. We're talking like, about like if the name was there, people would instantly just in like might be it might be known. I'm not sure because like someone reached out to me, but that knows this person. Yeah, I don't know of anyone other than it, Albert. But um, it it is a very very high level writer. We're talking like winning contests a lot. So wow, yeah, that's amazing. Damn, maybe maybe that person will talk about it maybe they won't they don't have to it, but the fact there I, I only heard about it after i lost mine so the fact that that even is a thing whoever if whoever you are if you see this you're amazing true <laughs> big bike bmx said carl you're amazing <laughs> appreciate it oh man well i feel like we kind of like talked about everything at this point man is there anything that you wanted to talk about and we didn't um <laughs> there's i guess i'll say i really hate talking about money but uh I, to everyone that donated anyone that reached out to me to, to anything i uh words can't really say thank you enough for all that but i can try my best and just say that we <laughs> my house really appreciated it it has helped us out so much in every single way. So thank you to everyone that has helped out. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. We all do. It's pretty amazing what the BMX world and then the, the world that the BMX world touches right outside of it can do. It's, it's, we see it multiple times every year, and it's incredible. Yeah. So, you're welcome said i had a friend growing up who was blind in one eye he rode bmx played baseball and skated it didn't bother him you got it dude keep killing it hell yeah that doesn't hold you back yeah dude that's that's so awesome to hear you can pop it out whenever you want <laughs> God, oh, God. what do that eventually i will be able to are you gonna do that oh yeah yeah so <laughs> I have like this shield in my eye right now that goes it's like it's on the outside of like everything. You can't really see it that well, but it's like this plastic thing. I can take that out. So it, not good at it yet, but the prosthesis, the fake eye, you can kind of just flop out. So we're gonna come back one day and you're gonna take it out. Brian <laughs> gave me this idea for an Instagram video of having a little golf ball cleaner and just like start the video with like it cleaning something and then just pop my eye in and then just send some tricks. That would be the funniest thing. I love that you have a good enough mindset to just roll with that because, yeah. whew, I mean, I'm thinking about that like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's be fun. Number two, after I get my regular eye, I want a snow globe, but I want it to be working, though. I want it to be, like, shake my head and, like, he's so sweet. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Man. Have you looked into any kind of, like, is there any technology or anything that might be able to, like, somehow bring it back? 
Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, there's like obvious things I've been sent, like Elon Musk stuff. Of like, yeah. Think, but uh, most of the things that do have the possibility of bringing that stuff back, I don't have the option for because my case wasn't necessarily, hey, you're blind in that eye. It's I don't have an eye anymore. Right. My my optical nerve is snipped and taken out. I, I don't have a there's look like a hole back there. So. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well. But you know who knows? It doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah. My kid, like an apple. So as long as he's happy, then I'm stoked. I'm sure when you start riding again, it's just you're gonna adapt to it push forward and then do the 1440 and then pop that thing out and <laughs> the only thing I'm nervous about literally is being at a skate park and just not seeing like a little kid come in and I just smoke him I really don't want that but yeah might have to... do you ride brakes no brakes might... just... ah, I, I just used to destroy my fingers on my, my friend's bikes just doing bars Brakes and bar spins suck. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I, I want to try them. I've been wanting to get a gyro for a while, so we'll see what happens. Word. Well, man, I don't want to keep you any longer than necessary. I appreciate you even being willing to do this. I, I wanted... What's that? This was sick. Thank you. I hope, <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. I hope that other people enjoyed hearing from you and stuff. and Just seeing that, like, you're okay. You're going to be okay. We're going to see you more on the bike. Like It's going to be all right. I'll be back soon. Hell yeah. Thank you, man. Is is there anything else you want to say? Anybody you want to shout out or anything before we jump out of here? Uh, shout out Brent Moore for having a killer first podcast and uh, doing tricks I don't ever see on a bike. Ever. Shout out to you for doing a 1440 and being <laughs> the most positive person I've ever met. <laughs> So, I didn't hear what you said. It cut out. I'm gonna go hang out with the kiddo and uh, go eat some meatballs now. So, right on. Where can people find you, real quick, before we jump? At Carl Emmers on Instagram. Boom. There it is, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for a video. Good night. Later, guys. Sweet. We're out. Thank you, man.